This is the Horse Radio Network. This is a special episode of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Merry Christmas, everyone. The Stable Scoop Show will restart the first week in January, and we are looking forward to being back on the air. As I mentioned before, the show will have a new format that will offer a variety throughout the month, and I think you're going to enjoy it. In the meantime, I thought I would share with you a couple of episodes of my new project. I think you're going to like this. It's all about animals. Most of you know that I started my first non-horse podcast recently called Finding Florida. I've always wanted to do a travel show and was waiting for the right time and co-host to come along. Well, when we hired fellow podcaster Jemmy to help us with production at HRN, we soon realized that she was the perfect co-host for this kind of show. She is funny, she is engaging, and, well, Jennifer calls her vivacious, and I think that about describes it. And then Finding Florida was born. This is not like any other show we do. We put out two a month, an A and a B. A is an intro to the adventure and a little bit of some funny stuff about Florida. And B is the actual adventure, where we record along the way. So we're recording as we go. And you don't have to live in Florida to enjoy these. They're a lot of fun. Today I present to you 2A and B, back-to-back, because they are about animals with a large dose of fun thrown in. Give them a try. I think you'll like them, and you'll like all the talk about animals. We're all animal lovers that listen to this show, so I think you'll enjoy this. And I think you're also going to like Jemmy. She's quickly becoming a horse girl and is definitely part of the HRN family. If you like this show, subscribe anywhere you get podcasts, search for Finding Florida Podcast, or listen on the Horse Radio Network app. And go back and take a listen to 1A and B of our Adventures at Disney. 3A and B come out in January, and we'll include the audio of me breaking my ribs. Yep, Jemmy caught that on audio, and uh, I don't like listening back to it, but uh, you might enjoy it. Well, hop in the car and ride along with us. The Florida Podcast Network, the voice of Florida. Episode 2A of the Finding Florida podcast on the Florida Podcast Network, The Animals of Route 1, Part 1. Welcome to Finding Florida, the podcast that takes you from country to the coast. Join your tour guides and unlikely pair, city girl Jemmy and country boy Glenn, as they explore the amazing sights and sounds of the Sunshine State. I'm your girl from the coast, Jemmy. And I am Glenn from Horse Country in Ocala. Thank you for joining us on the lead up to our second adventure on the Finding Florida podcast. There are so many ways to explore critter life here in Florida, from swimming with dolphins to exploring zoos and sanctuaries to diving into all the yummy ocean-based meals at Florida's famous waterside restaurants. And we just embarked on a trip up Route 1 in South Florida to explore some of the animal encounters along the way. So you'll hear all of that in the next episode. But on this episode, Glenn and I get into Florida's unique animal life, the good, the bad and the weird, what makes Route 1 so special and why we focused on it. And of course, we make fun of each other the whole way through. Listen in. This primeval paradise 
of Florida. Just a quick reminder for all of you early fans of the Florida Podcast Network to go ahead and jump into the FPN Insiders on Facebook. It's a closed group exclusively for super fans of our shows, such as the Finding Florida Podcast, and we'll give you guys access to early scoops, contests, and other special treats. So Glenn and I look forward to meeting you in there. You know, we had such a good time riding up Route 1 and checking out all the cool animal things that were in your part of the state down there. I know. And I had such a good time giving you side eye as you drove super slow. <laughs> Wait a minute. God, there is man. no way to drive fast on Route 1. Let's start there. There's a traffic light every 10 seconds. Okay. Not always true, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, it just, I couldn't believe it. I could not. There are times when you actually stopped on yellow i'm like what are you doing glenn keep going there is a difference between jimmy and i when it comes to driving Uh because she is crazy 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 city driver and i will never ride with her again (laughs) i was trained by the best i will be driving all of the experiences from now on (laughs) except hopefully when we go to daytona beach in a couple of weeks hopefully we're all gonna be driving driving. yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's gonna be exciting be exciting so anyway wait it was a really good time and um here are a couple clips there's a fairly new must-see spot, and it's called Manatee Lagoon, and Sarah's the manager, and we're sitting in her office right now. Now, we are here, the Manatee... Let's be honest, we bombarded her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she was kind of to yeah. let us Friday in. afternoon, why not? We're here, and you're doing an interview. See, this show has interesting facts and safety tips. That's right. That's, right. that's why I love that's it. Right. And we get to the frog's legs, he's like, would you even... Have you ever tried that? I'm like, I've never, but of all the things in this in this case, for you... We're fried. It tastes like chicken. Do I have to take a whole piece? Yep, a whole piece. Put it all in your mouth. One shot. Piece? One shot. What's the yellow goose on the top? Doesn't matter. What is the yellow goose? It doesn't matter. There's yellow and red goose. You're going to love it. Full shot. Okay, nothing about this looks good. Full shot. You remember where the bathroom was, right? Because you just went before you got here. <laughs> no, you were not spitting this I, out. I, You're I not allowed to spit this out. out. You're not a, I want to be on your lap. You to, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we had such a good time. And that's just a little bit of a tease there, Glenn. We had an amazing time, didn't we? Yes, we do, we did. And we'll, you'll hear all about it on the next episode. That's very yeah. cool. And I know what your highlight was from the whole trip. And um, it involved a very special gator. But have you ever seen videos of those massive gators walking through a Florida golf course like nobody's business, Glenn? <laughs> I have. And I actually have encountered that in person. Now, it wasn't in Florida. It was in Myrtle Beach. We were golfing in Myrtle Beach. And there were two huge alligators on the green. Ooh, ooh. And and we, we, we actually, it was a blind green. So we came around the corner. Our next shot was going to be onto the green. And by the way, we all got pars and moved on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you. Well, I my, think that's the rule, actually. You I, all get pars <laughs> and you just move on. <laughs> and the gators make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> my son and I, we were in a, um, a wedding a couple of weeks ago. And the reception took place on a golf course in Boca. And I was kind of disappointed that I didn't see any gators wandering out out there. I was actually <laughs> away before the wedding. I know, but that's okay. But for anyone who doesn't know about these huge dinosaur golf gators, um, we'll be playing a bit of a news clip here later. So stay tuned for that. And I grew up on a lake glen down here. There was a nice lake in my backyard. Um, so it was all kinds of little random stuff like snakes. And I remember uh, seeing an armadillo scurry by every once in a while. And yeah, we actually had a gator that lived in the lake in my own backyard. It was so crazy. 
see. Of course, we're known for our weird animals down here. And, you know, we joked when we talked about doing this episode that every animal in Florida seems like it it wants to kill you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It wants to be left alone and then it wants to kill you. (laughs) Even the bugs seem like they want to kill you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Have you ever been running down the road or walking down the street and then all of a sudden just that huge swarm of like gnats infests every orifice of your face? And the pimento bugs, geez, they're, oh. they're just like, oh. <laughs> oh. And good luck driving any long distance in Florida and not having your car just covered in love bugs. Oh, and especially during a season that nobody else has either, and that is love bug season, <laughs> twice a year. Can't wait. Yay. Oh, my God. Look that up. You'll figure out what a love bug is. So being country guy, have you ever had any crazy animal experiences in our neighborhood here in Ocala was riding her horse last year uh, in our neighborhood and she came up across a snake and it was a rattlesnake but it was entirely (laughs) stretched out on the road and it covered more than half the road what it crossed a yellow line that's how big the snake was. She stopped Jeez. and took pictures. Her horse wanted to go up and say hi. And she stopped. <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Content. I thought horses spook over like this nothing. This horse just wanted to see what it was. Uh, but yeah, he wasn't really scared of anything. But yeah. And then that year they did, uh, they actually killed eight rattles, big rattlesnakes in our neighborhood that what? year. Yeah. Okay. So. so I'm not coming to Ocala. <laughs> Racer, black racer snakes you see all the time. Right. And they're very fast and they're black and they go right. and they scare the crap out of you and then they're gone. But yeah, snakes are not my favorite and we do have a lot of them. But bugs are the thing we get all... I mean, if you have a house in Florida, you've had bugs, right? Oh yeah, I remember when I did come for a visit and we took you were showing me the property, we took a walk and I was like, shut up, Glenn. I just want to hear <laughs> this unusual sound known as bugs. Because they, like, they were really, really loud. What were those? Cic- that couldn't be We have the frogs, we have the frogs and the cicadas and you know just the whole thing everything right it was very loud but awesome yeah yeah and you know but we get bugs in the house those big roachy things palmettos palmettos. oh man with the wings flying roaches guys yeah (laughs) i mean and you'll find them everywhere i mean it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter everybody here gets their houses sprayed because you Mm -hmm. have in fact i just had the bug guy here this morning no joke but I love the little lizards. That's something we have that I absolutely love. We love yeah, our little lizards. Yeah, they're cute. They're cute. I do adore them. I used to catch lizards when I was little, um, sitting on the at the pool area and just to be running around on the screens, and I'd catch them. Yep. Tried they to do that, no though. harm, but I wasn't always successful. <laughs> 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 yeah, we of course living on a farm. We had a uh, actually we last year in the spring we had a family of red foxes that lived in our backyard, literally in our backyard. Oh, yeah, they used to drink out of the water those. troughs, and it was mommy and daddy red fox and two little cubs. They were so cute. Okay, so now let's get to this episode where we talk about some of the crazy critters of the Florida ecosystem. There are so many cool animals here and on all different kinds of environments we have in Florida. It's a little bit of everything from forest to swamp to to ocean to to, uh, flatlands, just a little bit of everything. And we're just going to touch on the surface of the animals here. But first, let's give some love to Route 1 and why we did that. To be economically feasible, roads constructed now must last a generation or more. The highways of the year 2000 are already on the drawing boards. The driver tells the system where he wants to go. This information is transmitted to a receiving station where the route is instantly tabulated and relayed back to the vehicle by short-range radio from alongside the road. If the driver makes a mistake, the computer corrects it 
and the motorist is back on course. These systems are too expensive for immediate widespread use. But through research, we're learning about them and pointing the way for the future. Well, Route 1 is iconic here in the United States and actually dates back to the 1770s. It was began, and of course, yeah, that's right. George Washington rode on many parts of Route 1, and Route 1 actually goes from Kent, Maine, all the way down to the Keys uh, uh, in Florida. It's 2,321 miles, and also there's 363 miles of it that are still unsurfaced, and that's in Maine, from Canada into Maine. Get on with it, Maine. You've had since 1776. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A couple interesting things. There's now a 94-mile section between New York and Philadelphia that carries a heavier average traffic than any other road of its length in the world. I I think I saw that, which is insane. So that's another spot of Route 1 I won't be going on. (laughs) I much preferred our drive. (laughs) It's nice and quiet and not so many crazy people. And And in 1802, stagecoaches were operated regularly between Boston and Savannah, Georgia on Route 1, and the travelers made their journey of 1,200 miles, get this, at an average speed of 53 miles per day. So it would take (laughs) them 20 to 30 days to get there. So they're even slower than you! (laughs) That's amazing. <laughs> I said that. Up. And they could do that all for a remarkably, uh, remarkable low fare of $70, which seems like a lot in those days, that doesn't does it? does seem like a lot. 1802. Yeah. So it would take you 30 days, too. cost you 70 bucks. And I imagine you really needed a bath and a shower when you Ugh. got there. <laughs> all the dust and dirt. <laughs> Gross and bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Yay for modern technology. But out of that, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of miles of Route 1, we own in Florida 545 of those miles, and you and I got to travel along a small stretch of that through uh, the South Florida part, and it was a lot of fun. And in fact, US won, because yeah, you mentioned it it starts in the Keys, but we're talking like it really starts in the Keys, including um, the Overseas Highway, which if you've seen any pictures, is this long stretch of road that's really just a really long flat bridge, essentially, um, connecting the Keys to the mainland of Florida. And it's did it get pounded pretty hard by Irma, didn't it? Yeah, it did. They, they really sustained a lot of damage in the upper part of the Keys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. Um, here's to if they still have to rebuild any of it. Here's to those efforts. They do. And I hope next year we get to make that drive and do an episode through the Keys. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. So we did get to see a lot of the different animal experiences on our little bit of a drive through our piece of Route 1 down here. You joined me in my area. Thank you so much. Um, but one thing I know, I've known since I was little and growing up down here is, yeah, there are lots of bugs, lots of different rodents, lots of different everything down here in Florida. And I grew up listening to this commercial, which is still, no pun intended, an earworm to this day in my brain. So you're welcome. Say hello. Say hello to Tomasello, Tomasello. Say hello to Tomasello and say goodbye to bugs. No termites, rodents, sticks and bees, spiders, roaches, rats and fleas. Tomasello rings them with ease. Say hello to Tomasello throughout the year. And you'll say only people live here. Tomasello Pest Control. Say hello. So as you can see from that commercial, there are so many different random things that drive us nuts down here in in Florida with animals, but they're just so many different kinds. We have one of the most diverse ecosystems on the planet right 
here in Florida. So I'm going to share some facts with you, Glenn. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So one of the animals that we're known for down here in Florida are sharks. But did you know that 46% of all reported U.S. shark attacks, 46% occur in Florida? Oh, Hmm. my. I didn't know that. Gosh. So since they've, yeah, since they've started recording them, there have been 975 of these attacks. Wow. Insane. So quick tip. Most of these attacks happen in August. So there's a time to avoid. And the sharks are the hungriest, apparently. Yeah, going in the water. It's August. A little take note. But after seeing a stat like that, (laughs) 46% of all shark attacks happening in Florida. I just might not go ever again. (laughs) (laughs) We avoided that on our trip, I noticed. But yeah, so anyways, the, the, sharks are one of those animals that everybody in Florida kind of knows about. Sharks, alligators, manatees. But one thing I remember, I know that no one really ever talks about. What's the most icon- iconic animal in America, Glenn? Of course, the bald eagle. Oh, absolutely. I'll never forget the first time I ever saw a bald eagle's nest. It was actually as I was driving on a field trip in eighth grade to head to space camp for the weekend. And there was a bald eagle nest off the side of the road. Not on the road, in a tree, but it's on the side of the road. And so, yeah, did you know that Florida, we have one of the densest concentrations of nesting bald eagles in the lower lower 48 states. There are about 1,500 nesting pairs of bald eagles right here in Florida. We've uh, we've been driving our carriages in Sarasota and seen bald eagles sitting right there in the yard 20 feet away from us. What? They were, they were 20 feet away from us. And then last week, we went out up here in Ocala, and we took the carriages out again to a state park, and there was of bald eagle hunting. He was flying over the trees and wow, hunting. Oh, that must have so been that was, something. That's kind of cool. It was very cool. Yeah, we've seen the only place I've ever really seen bald eagles is in Florida. Yeah, I know. We got to yeah. see one nice and up close and personal at the zoo, which yep. was nice. It was beautiful. Yep. You don't really appreciate it until you see them, right? right and how big they like are. That. They're Gosh, really big. Yes. <laughs> There's a reason nobody messes with the bald eagle. None of the other birds mess with them. I know. I know. They're awesome. <laughs> oh, and I, you know, what you're going to talk about next is a reason I don't go with water much. So I'm just saying. <laughs> Have you ever been stung by these, Glenn? Have you ever been stung? Yes, many times. Oh, yeah. So what Glenn is referring to, it's something with no brain and no nervous system, but they're freaky as heck. Jellyfish. They are yes. so oh, weird. Man. They're beautiful, but weird. Aren't they weird? Yeah, I don't do I don't like jellyfish. <sighs> if I see a jellyfish in the water, I'm out. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Have you ever seen a whole like bunch of them swimming by yes. or washed up yes. or anything like that? Well, I've they're seen so them attached strange. to people, too. What? Yep. That's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Did they do We're making Florida sound great, aren't we? I know, right? We're doing a really <laughs> splendid job. But luckily, Let's there's signs. Let's get on to the next one, the dolphins. <laughs> See, that's everything. Everybody can love the dolphins. Everyone can love the dolphin. And I love the dolphins. I actually found some interesting stuff out that I never knew before about the dolphin. That they actually have a ton of teeth, between 80 and 100, but they never, they don't chew their food. They literally just like gulp their fish down in one fell swoop, which I didn't realize that. And I really was sort of like how Jemmy ate her sushi (laughs) last week. (laughs) You'll hear about the next episode too. 
It was so good, Glenn. It was so- the dolphins and I have it right. I'm sorry, but the dolphins and I know what's best. <laughs> You'll hear all that audio in the next episode. But yeah, they actually, you know, use sonar to echolocate, as a lot of people know, but they don't have any vocal cords. All of the sound comes from the blowhole in the top of their head. I just find, find that fascinating. So yeah, there are so many wonderful animals that are native right here to Florida, like the dolphin, but there are also a lot of species that aren't from here and they're kind of starting to take over and very, very invasive because Florida... It just is one of those places that is so tropical and the climate is just so conducive to if a foreign species introduced, they can just kind of start growing and, and blossoming. And so we have like those big lizards with the curly tails. We have pythons, we have iguanas and all kinds of stuff that's just not supposed to be here, but it's here now because usually, um, through our fault, you know, we bring them in as pets or whatever and they get too big and release them. And then they just, the pythons are becoming a real problem in the Everglades. They're, they're, they have annual hunts for them because they get huge. They get to 20 feet long and they're eating everything and it's just causing real problems. So that's why there's open season pretty much on pythons. Yeah. But you really want to know what you're doing when you're hunting a python. I yeah, think. please amateurs, yeah. don't go out there and just start <laughs> looking around. I think they even have training and you have to get licensed for that. <laughs> I sure hope so. Why is this going to end very well for the python? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exact lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the most invasive species, I don't know if you remember this story from a couple of years ago, but there were these huge, massive, giant snails. Oh, I mean, that's they're right. In that wasn't too long ago. No, they're the giant. African and it made snail. national and international news. It sure yes. did. It sure did. And here, this is a sign. It was kind of like a, it was put out by the USDA. Okay. So it was, <laughs> it was a really big deal. And this sign says it all. I'll just read for it. It says a major landscape and agricultural pest even eats stucco on homes. Stucco. They eat stucco. <laughs> so it's a public health threat known to carry rat lungworm that oh. may cause meningitis. Oh my. Okay, rat lungworm doesn't gosh. sound like anything you really want to get. No. Yeah. <laughs> Count me <laughs> out. Oh lord, but they're able to reproduce rapidly, which is so much better. Like one snail can lay 1200 eggs in a year. That's Ugh. crazy. And just and These get, things were huge. They're huge. They're up They're to, not like little snails you eat no. at escargot. No, 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 no. No, these are Is it escargot the snails? I think so. Yeah, you yeah. got it. Way to go, a bear. <laughs> really representing your name there, Mr. French. But yeah, so they can grow up to 8 inches in length, which is like the size of your hand. They were everywhere, like they by the were. thousands. Oh, gosh, they came in first uh, into Coral Gables, and it was because a religious leader <laughs> there in Hialeah named Charles L. Stewart, he smuggled them into the country to make his followers drink the snail's mucus. Doesn't that what? sound so delicious? Is that appetizing? how it started? Yes! Oh, God. <laughs> and so since then, over 150,000 of these slimy creatures have been collected. Ugh. And I don't know what they do with them afterwards. I assume they're destroyed, but awful, awful. So I think they've gotten it finally under control because I haven't heard about it in a couple of months. Have you? No, I have not heard about it this summer. Yeah. So, so. Maybe, maybe they finally... It was awful. <laughs> People's houses were covered in them. It was It was crazy. gross. It was... <laughs> Insane. It's so crossing our fingers that the giant African snail is no more a problem in South Florida. And uh, one thing we kept our eye out for as we were going up Route 1 are just the unusual animal signs 
crossing signs that we can see here because there there's stuff for land crabs there's stuff for alligators there's stuff for bats i mean every animal that you can imagine a land crossing sign for <laughs> And animal uh, also crossing flying over. foxes, which I think are like squirrels. Yeah. And there's actually a sign that says, warning, do not handle flying foxes. Well, now, is that <laughs> something you really, you see one fly by, you want to grab it? it, it no. Not something I've ever wanted to do. I mean, even if it's flying directly at me, I'm just going to hit it. I'm not going to try to grab it. Now, I will tell you, when, when I've seen the panther signs, there's actually a signs for the pa- Florida panther yeah. that crossings and i've always been looking i've always wanted to see a florida always panther, but wanted I've never... to see i've never ever seen one we're probably one of the very few too that have the signs for the manatee zones and yeah. those are in the water we're probably the yeah. only one i think i don't know about if george or anybody else has them but i think we might be the only ones we're very special that way <laughs> yeah so we're going to learn more about manatees in the next episode as well yeah and if you guys want to see any of these animals live and up close and personal they're actually live animal cams situated all throughout Florida. I had no idea about this, but they're really cool. You can see all these animals kind of doing their own thing and going about their business. So check out EarthCam, which is a great site to go to, earthcam.com. And another place that has a bunch is mangolinkcam.com. So go check those out. All right. So my friend and one of our listeners, Viviana. We have a listener. I know, we have one, the listener. She is, and I'm here. She's here. <laughs> and she met us out at Utiki uh, Beach. It's a Jupiter Inlet Marina, and it's located, funny enough, in Jupiter. Oh, <laughs> I know, and so we ran into her. She came up and joined us on an adventure, and we're going to do some trivia. All right, I'm ready. You ready? Excited. Okay. Yeah. okay, first question. Here we go. Okay, so a large adult alligator can weigh as much as a 1,000 pounds and may live to be a... 12 years old, B, 25 years old, or C, 30 years old? Ooh. I should know the answer to this. And why should you know the answer to this, Viv? Because I've been on a lot of alligator tours. Because <laughs> <laughs> you live in Florida. That's what we do. Oh my gosh, I want to say 30. <gasps> ding, 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 ding! She got yes. it right. She got it right. All right, so how many of these alligators do you think that Florida is actually home to? A, 1.5 million. B, 7.4 million, or C, researchers are unable to determine. <laughs> Nobody wants to get in the swamp and <laughs> oh At least God. they try to determine, but none have yet survived. Yeah. Two of the answers are very specific, and the other one's like, we don't, yeah, we don't care. Um, I don't know. Gosh, I'm going to go with 7.5. Very close, but wrong. Oh, not really close. It's 1.5 million. So thankfully, That's enough. 1.5 million. I know, I know. And this I actually like six million more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Day in the park. That's a few less dogs and cats, is what that is. <laughs> All right. So you know those big lizards we get down here with those curly tails? Yeah, the curly tail. The curly tail lizards. <laughs> I know. Way to be descriptive. Thanks, Jim. Um, <laughs> so which do you think was introduced? Because we in Florida have a lot of invasive species, right? Yeah. Which do you think was introduced first? Those or the armadillo? Ooh. Wait, so, okay. I'm going to go with armadillo. <gasps> ding, 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 ding! Armadillo's been here since the 1920s, and the curly tail lizard got introduced in the 1940s. And I remember last time you were down here, uh, Glenn, you asked, I pointed one out to you, and you'd never seen one before. I had never seen one before. We, and we don't have those in Ocala, I don't think. No, no, yeah. Really? No. It was when he was down after Irma. He came down to set up his shop in Boca, and we were walking out of uh, where we ate for lunch, yeah. and he's like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's too funny. Yeah, we don't, so, 
A coworker of mine recently asked me if the little lizards were miniature lizards or if they were baby lizards. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're baby lizards. I don't think there are miniature lizards. <laughs> not, like, not like miniature horses. doesn't work that way. No, I don't miniature think so. Horses? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Are they, are, they the, are they called ponies? No, or? see, that's the thing. They're so small, but they're, they're more genetically like a horse than a pony, so they're miniature horses. So are they like They dog look like size? a little horse. Oh, yeah, do- big dog size. So could you keep it in the house? Yeah, a lot of people do, and they use them for therapy animals now. Really? Miniature horses, yep. Oh, man. They in the hospitals. I, and... I think I now have an interest in miniature <laughs> <horse>. <laughs> To add to your menagerie. Yeah. <laughs> of three dogs and two cats, two cat. right? Well, one of my well, cats has yeah. abandoned us, but, yeah, he doesn't want to Food wasn't good, I'm out. <laughs> That's probably what it is. All right, true or false? In winter, Florida harbors the entire U.S. population of manatees. Yes, that's true. Yay, high five! I'm doing it. You're rocking it. Oh, my gosh. Goodness gracious. Okay. All right, last question. Last question, last question. Only females of this species bite. Which one is it? Is it A, mosquito, B, cockroaches, or C, love bugs? Only the females bite. Mosquitoes. Ding, 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 Really? Ding. Uh, right. wow. You so got all but one. I know, yeah. right? You're our best so far. You're going She's on the doing wall it. of fame. <laughs> the wall of fame. I'm doing it. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Thank you. That was fun. Alrighty. Guess what time it is, Glenn? What time is it? It's time for us to find out more fun stuff about the rest of the state of Florida. Different kinds of animals need different kinds of habitats. And here in Florida, we have a variety of lands that offer a home to animals of all kinds. Now, we couldn't get into more fun Florida stuff without introducing what will soon be a reoccurring segment of this show called Critters of Florida. We're going to share some crazy animal news from our state. First up, so we mentioned those huge gators that travel along the golf courses up here. How about you play a news clip for us, Glenn, and show the people what we're talking about? Dinosaur-looking alligator invades a Florida golf course. An enormous alligator strolled onto the seventh green at a Florida golf club last week and has become a social media sensation. On March 6, a women's tournament was going on at Micaiah Pines Golf Club in Inglewood, Florida. Golfers Bill Susie and Dick Hubbard were nearly halfway through a round on the seventh green when a massive alligator emerged from the surrounding swamp, startling the men because at first glance, the reptile kind of looked like a dinosaur. The pair snapped some pictures and posted them on Facebook, and they've since gone viral. Despite nearly daily sightings of several alligators, General Manager Mickey Zeta says no one has ever been attacked in the club's 37 years. Yeah, no Many on the internet thought at first the alligator pictures were <laughs> I don't want to be the first. Right. But Zeta says the 12-foot gator isn't the biggest she's seen. Some around are as large as 16 feet. Like the club's most popular regular, Big George. I guess roaming gators are good for business in Florida. <laughs> I wonder how many golf balls are in that belly. <laughs> I know. <Like> golf balls. Looks <laughs> for an interesting x-ray. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, gosh. having played on a golf course with a gator on the thing, we kept it a wide berth. We could keep our ball. We didn't care. Mm-hmm. On to the next one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Enjoy your snack, gator. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> Just don't make me one, please. Yeah. <laughs> 
So it was insane when I saw that story and I'm, I'm glad I was able to find it. But as I was looking for it, I just saw so many crazy animal stories. It was just too many to choose from. So I just want to <laughs> share the headlines, right? Are you ready for this? Glenn? All right, ready. All right. <clears throat> How's this for Florida? Video shows thousands of fire ants traveling by raft across the University of Florida campus. <laughs> oh, that happened during a hurricane. Yes, and that it was did. that was just freaky looking. Actually, no, it didn't. Uh, well, it did happen during the hurricane, yeah. but this story in particular was in April. So I oh. <laughs> Guess they're just floating no all the time. For this. <laughs> no explanation whatsoever. Uh, another one was Central Florida's giant lab crab land crabs are now emerging from the earth. <laughs> Watch your toes. Why do we people. live here? Watch your toes. Oh, this is even better. <laughs> Floridians are getting leprosy <laughs> from armadillos at a higher rate than normal. So apparently, it's normal. <laughs> How close do you have to get rate. to the armadillo to get leprosy? That's there's, my question. Because I know I don't usually rate. smuggle with them. So <laughs> that's horrifying. <laughs> and one of our listeners actually shared another story. This is coming from Jessica, who was, if you guys heard one B, you heard her joining us at Disney Springs. So thank you, Jessica for sending this in. So she says, well, my parents in Tallahassee found out their neighbor a few doors down owns a pet anaconda. anaconda. That's a big snake, That's people. <laughs> the biggest snake you can find. <laughs> oh, I get this. And she escaped. Of course. Because they always escape. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, she said she made... Snake local- people ever keep their snakes in the house. Oh, God. I, I always- knew... I- I knew when I was in high school, I had a friend whose pet snake was missing in their house for about three weeks. Um, I'm going to tell. I'm not saying. <laughs> they eventually found it behind the fridge. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but Jessica says that she, her neighbor made local news and Eva even had a video of her capture. So I'm going to try to link to the video because it's actually interesting and pretty cool. Um, a local sheriff or officer actually captured it with her own two hands. It was really impressive. Oh, yeah, that's brave. And I don't think they get paid enough for that. <laughs> yeah, so I'll include a clip <laughs> of that in the show notes. And and Jessica says that, yeah, the anaconda was captured and returned to the owner. And the neighbors were not happy about that. Can you imagine why? <laughs> I bet. Yikes. <laughs> All right, so this is a fun new segment for the show. It's going to be called What the Bleep? So we're going to share a news story with you, Glenn. And uh, it has some... Uh, you have to guess what the animal is, the animal of right. the story. The story is quite the surprise for a homeowner in Medley after his toilet simply would not flush. Turns out it was <laughs> stuck inside. The local 10 News reporter Carlos Suarez is live this midday with this unbelievable story. Carlos, I would have freaked out if I saw this. <laughs> it's a safe bet that uh, I'd, I'd say just about anyone that came into a bathroom and opened a toilet seat and saw something like that inside would freak out. So uh, this man's uh, natural curiosity and a bit of his handiwork ended up saving this one stuck The video shows the moment (laughs) that it was plucked from a pipe. We're told that the folks here kept using a bathroom that wasn't flushing well and that it kept leaking. Now, they tried to use a plunger, which, of course, was of no help. And that's when they decided to actually remove the toilet itself. It measured around three feet. It appeared that it was fine and it was taken outside to live another day oh i would have to oh <laughs> there's some obvious answers a snake right but it's it, three feet doesn't i'm gonna go with gator <gasps> no 
No, is that your final nope. answer though? Because that's my wrong. final answer. I'm going with gator. Uh, it's wrong. It's wrong. Nope. It is an iguana. An iguana found its way into their <laughs> piping and into their toilet. <laughs> I do like that looking up at you when you went to sit they down. Had to remove their toilet <laughs> to get it out. Those poor uh, guys. <laughs> I'm never going to the bathroom again Can in Florida. Ima- well, thank God it was stuck though, because imagine if it had wriggled free and was just sitting <laughs> in your toilet. Oh. Aches in the toilet. That does. Freak- <laughs> you that- just sat down, dropped trousers, took a plop. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> that would have been awful. So thank God it was stuck. And they, they those guys are braver than I am. Let me tell you. <laughs> wow. And also people who are brave in a different way. People who are just lending their heart to the animals in Florida. And I just wanted to share this story because we also want to highlight some heroes here, right? So there is a local um, animal shelter that has figured out a really fun way to get their dogs adopted. And they did that by assigning them to different houses of Harry Potter based on their personalities, which I think is so cool. Oh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So they're running around and they're assigned to, you know, Gryffindor or Slytherin or Hufflebee or whatever the other one is. How do I know this and you don't? I know. It's really crazy. Uh, But yeah, so they assign them to them. They even get like their own little scarf and it's just. I am not adopting the dog that's from Slytherin. Oh, gosh. I know. I know. And they try to make it sound (laughs) so positive too by saying like, oh, they're, you know, they're inquisitive and they're. Yeah, exactly. I see right through that, Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> I They're see lovely you. dogs when they get done eating your car- couch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cute. Guess what they call the program, Glenn? Guess. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. They call it. Ready? <laughs> Pogwarts. <laughs> I'm like, this is the cutest thing. So shout out to the Pet Alliance of the Greater Orlando area because you are doing it right. So you That's are hero of the month. The box. Yeah. Cute yes. with all the little capes on too. They're super cute. Super cute. So way to go. So now it's time to guess that sound, Glenn. I'm going to play a sound for you. It's going to be a mystery sound. And this is going to be one for our listeners to guess and try to get the answers to. You can guess, but I'm not going to tell you if you're right till after we're off the air. <sighs> okay. so I never get it right anyway. So I if I guess it, do. do not use my answer. I know. You're going to be wrong. But someone who did get it right the last time, major shout out to Rhonda Crabtree out of Canada, our listener out of Canada, for getting the right answer. So, Glenn, play the clip and see what she got right, and then I'll tell you what the answer is. So it wasn't the cricket or whatever that was in the foreground, but in the background, it sounds kind of like a barking dog. And that's because it was the barking tree frog. So congratulations Yay. to you. We Rhonda. have lots of those here. Yeah, she frogs. wins yeah. some awesome FFP swag. So we're going to be. But she's from Canada and knew that. I know. It's very impressive. I'm from Florida and I don't know all my frogs like that. <laughs> I mean, shout out to Rhonda for getting that right and for listening all the way from Canada. So yay, Rhonda. Thank you. Now it's time to get into a bit of a more scandalous subject, Glenn. We've been okay. talking about animals, right? The yep. birds and the bees, yep. the flowers and the trees. And all of that yeah, happens <laughs> through the generations with that oh-so-natural call of the wild, mating. (laughs) So this episode's mystery sound 
is the sound. It's actually two different ones. You're going to hear one clip and then a beep and then the other clip. And it's two different animals and they're either, it's their mating sound or it's the sound of them actually getting it on. So the first sound is the mating sound. Second sound is getting it on. Two different animals. Play that clip, Glenn. Well. <laughs> Sounds like something you want in your backyard. Yeah, whatever it is, I don't want to bait it. <laughs> you don't want to be on the other end of that meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me that's not the funniest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> Wait a minute, not done. <laughs> take a break, take a break. <laughs> <Go in. laughs> okay, I have to guess alligator on the first one. Okay, Just and then what's your guess on the second one? I'm not oh, telling yeah. you if you're even close or not. What's your guess oh, on the second se- one? Second one's gonna be. <laughs> squirrels. <laughs> I go on the second one. I go in squirrels. I've got alligator and squirrels. Alligator and squirrels. All right. So if you have a guess, guys, you're gonna email me at Jemmy at FloridaPodcastNetwork.com. That's spelled J-A-I-M-E at FloridaPodcastNetwork.com. Or look for our Mystery Sound post on our Facebook page, which will come out um, the day after, the day of or day after this episode. I'm not even sure. But just look for it and comment. And the first person to comment and guess and get it right with both animals, you get your own piece of Finding Florida Podcast swag. So play it again one more time for them, Glenn, please. Okay, we can do that. Sounds like Jurassic Park. I know. (laughs) The first time I heard this and knew what it was was a couple of years ago and I died laughing. (laughs) Once you know, the visual makes it even better. So I can't (laughs) wait to find out what that is. So good. So good. Oh my gosh. And lastly, I just, this has to be one of the best pieces of news I've ever heard in my entire life. And it just deserves a quick honorable mention at the end of this show because Florida, we are known for all of our weird news and nothing gets weirder than this is true. A baby named Frankenstein born in Florida. Like a human baby? A human baby named Frankenstein. Born in Florida. And that's his last name, not his first name, right? Jeez. On Halloween. So happy oh, birthday. Uh, who does that? <laughs> to little baby Frankenstein. <laughs> who does that? Born on Halloween. To their child. No, they have to live with it's that. Their, it's their family name. It's not like, it's like Bobby Frankenstein or something like that. I don't know what the first name of the kid is, but. Oh, it's... I got that wrong. I totally misunderstood you. Do you want, do you want to do that? No. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. What? <laughs> Ruin the momentum, Glenn. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, I totally misunderstood you. No, no. So little baby Frankenstein was born in Florida on Halloween. So happy birthday <laughs> to baby Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, man. There's just some things that people should not be named. And Frankenstein is one. I think it's awesome. <laughs>
Well, there are so many animal encounters you can have in Florida, and not just roadkill, although you see a lot of that too. <laughs> yeah, we will. And you just get a sneak peek inside of the fun road trip that we had along Route 1. That's on our next episode. It'll be coming out in a couple days, so look for it in your feed. So definitely, we, we had a good time. You're going to learn all about the different animals. We did a ton of interviews, oh, and so we had good. a lot of fun along the way, and there was some eating involved, and not all of it enjoyable. <laughs> and so near, that, some eating and some near puking. <laughs> yes. So that in the next episode look for that and as for our next adventure we are headed to daytona beach and jemmy is heading up our way for a thing we do for the horse radio network called radiothon right after thanksgiving and then that week we're heading over to daytona beach and we're doing something we're calling the wheels of daytona beach of course daytona beach known for racing known for cars known for wheels known for the motorcycles so we're going to go over there and see how many wheel related experiences (laughs) we can have in one day We're going to try and get on as many wheels, doing as many wheeled adventures as we can. And to see, we're going to do a count at the end of the day and to see how many wheels that comes up to. Will it be 20? Will it be 40? Will it be 100? We're going to we're going to check that out at in Daytona Beach. And they've been so cooperative and working with us up there to get this accomplished. We're very excited to ride all different modes of transportation. So, everybody, it's another challenge adventure on the next episode due out the end of December in Daytona Beach. I'm so excited, Glenn. (laughs) To find us on social media or send us an email to see our show notes with all the great pictures and links. Join us at Finding Florida Podcast. And here's to your next adventure. Three, two, one. Just a quick reminder for all of you. Sorry, start over. (laughs) Can't hear you yelling at me. (laughs) Okay, here we go. NPR. (laughs) I am NPR Jamie. Just a quick reminder for all the early fans of the Florida Podcast Network. Yeah, Go ahead and jump into the FPN Insiders on Facebook. It's a closed group exclusively for super fans of our show, Stop such it. as the Finding Florida this Podcast. Right and we'll give you guys access to early scoops, contests, and other special treats. <laughs> Why are you treats. so breathy? So Glenn and I look forward to meeting you in there. Called Critters of Florida, where we will, sh- we will share. Where we're Critters of Florida. Time to start all over. The reason I like doing this show, I can just make fun of you for it. I am your girl from the coast, Jemmy. And I am Country Boy Glenn, and we hope you're ready for this very noisy adventure. <laughs> Last month, we gave you a peek at one of the most visited tourist attractions in the world, which also happens to be in our backyard. If you missed it, go back and take a listen to episodes 1A and 1B. One of the other things that Florida is known for is its unique and sometimes frightening animals, <laughs> known as crazy critters sometimes. So We're not this... talking about the people, right? We're talking about animals. Well, yeah. that's that's a thing, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We'll see what kind of people animals we run into on our trip. I think we already have. (laughs) So this month, Glenn and I, we're going to take you on a road trip up the iconic Route 1 in southern Florida and search for the animals of Route 1. No, no roadkill. Not roadkill. Not that type of animal. No. No, we won't be scraping anything off the ground, we promise. So hop in with us in the back of our rental car and enjoy the ride.
Well, it's Friday at about noontime, and our adventure is about to begin. So what we're doing this time is we're taking a look at all the different animals that we can find along Route 1 here in southern Florida. You know, one of the things that Florida, as we talked about, is known for is its weird, exotic, and mostly deadly animals. Yeah, and there's some <laughs> wide right. Literally, every single category animal, there's something down here that will kill you in that category. That's right. <laughs> But there's so many cool things to do in Southern Florida here along Route 1, which is iconic. And there's been a lot of podcasts about Route 1. Yeah. I, I actually did some research. Oh, People really? who traveled from Maine to all the way to the Keys on Route 1. And here and we are jumping on board. So here we are. It's not an original <laughs> idea, but we're rolling <laughs> but with it. I don't think anybody, I couldn't find anybody who talked about the animals of Route 1. Well, there so. you go. It is original. We're back on the original train. <laughs> we have a lot of stops planned for you today. Tell us where we're going to start. Oh, my gosh. So the first place we're going to start is uh, one of my favorite places since I was a kid. It's Palm Beach Zoo. Now, if anybody who's a listener of mine might recall, way back to episode, I think it was 88 of Curve the Cube, I got to talk to um, one of the zookeepers there, one of the curators, and she's actually going to be joining us there. So we're really excited to be talking to her, Amy Anderson. So thank you and look forward to that. And by the way, the reason you hear the noise is we thought there would be no better place <laughs> to start this adventure than on Route 1. Literally... And we are on Route 1, broadcasting from Flamingo Park. We have the pictures to prove it, guys. We thought, what better place to do our first intro podcast about the animals of Route 1 than to stop at Flamingo Park, the (laughs) iconic animal of Florida. In front of some banyan trees, which are very iconic. Oh, yeah. Very old. Very old and iconic. But yeah, we're also going to be checking out Manatee Lagoon, which I'm really looking forward to. Something about Florida always speaks like... I want to get in the water. I want to see the water animals. I'm really excited about manatees, the manatees. Manatees, of course. Everybody thinks Florida uh, for manatees. Those big old yep. sweet, gentle, giant sea cows. So we're excited to go see them. What's after that? Oh, well, then we head off to Cod and Caper Seafood Market because we thought the, the, the animals don't always have to be alive. We're going to talk to the family that runs it and a little bit about about the offerings in seafood here uh, in Florida. And there's so many different there kinds. Is, there is. And you're a seafood lover. So. I am. I am. I'm going to force now, it on I you, I hate too. seafood. I don't eat anything <laughs> seafood. But apparently tomorrow on Saturday, you're taking me for sushi and I have to try it. Yep. And we have a couple of friends joining us on that lunch trip. And so you're going to have extra witnesses. Yeah, and well, it's going to be awesome. And they're not going to want to be there. I can well, I just as long as you throw up in their direction <laughs> and not mine. <laughs> so let's so talk about tomorrow. Yep. We're going to go check out Loggerhead Marine Life Center, which is in Juneau Beach. And we're so excited because we have an interview going on there, too, with Ashley Isaac. So, oh, my gosh, she's a vet tech over there. So, yep. my gosh, all the questions that I have about how they take care of their animals and all of that. We're going to get Very answers well known for, for turtles. Yeah, too, yeah, and find out what are the fun things that. People can learn and experience about turtles over there. So it's Now, that's not the only thing we're doing because we're also going to stop at some of the best fishing places and fishing <laughs> piers here. And we're, oh, gonna, yeah. we're, we're going to meet the fishermen. I'm still hoping for that toothless fisherman. <laughs> you got to pick up a six-pack of beer and bring it with us and coax them. As they found out in episode one, we are definitely going to be interviewing some people along the way. Whoever we find that yep. we think is fun and interesting or funny or whatever. <laughs> we're gonna Drunk, be, we're whatever. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> we'll because we are them. going to some dive bars along the way, too. Yeah, we're going to have yeah. a good time so We're gonna have a good time that's our adventure for today we have to get to the zoo yeah so from flamingo park along route one in palm beach mm-hmm. we're on our way on our way have fun and excite your kids about wildlife at the palm beach zoo get close to hundreds of animals like endangered malayan tigers playful river otters even a native florida panther find out more at palmbeachzoo.org the palm beach zoo 
It's your zoo. We just arrived at our first destination here today. Ready to kick off things fun. Yes, we are. And we're at the zoo. We're in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) And it's interesting. The parking lot, there's always like new construction, new exhibits going on. And I don't know exactly what's going on right now if they're recovering from Hurricane Irma. But they're they're busy. Yeah, they're They're busy busy. here. There's a lot of construction. We're at the Palm Beach Zoo, which is 50 years old. Yeah. It was started by a guy by the name of Paul Dreyer. 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 Why are you pronouncing the (laughs) It's my town. Paul Dreyer. And he just did a lot for this community a long time ago. He was into horticulture and he wanted to create kind of an animal sanctuary. And he just worked to create parks and a zoo and do it all together in one. They've had some very interesting animals here over the years. One of them, apparently one of the most famous, was a kangaroo. And and there's a funny story. His name was Joey. He was here in the 60s. An airline pilot was between flights in Australia when he found a kangaroo for sale. And he, <laughs> as we all do. As we all do. I mean. <laughs> so he purchased it and flew it back to Florida. He was unable to keep the kangaroo. Yeah, he's like, what am I doing this now? <laughs> because it kept escaping, and it would end up in town oh and, and in West Palm Beach. And uh, apparently... The the residents were too happy having a kangaroo hopping around. <laughs> so so he donated it then to the zoo and it became a honorary member of the Boy Scouts and it became this huge thing about Joey the kangaroo being at the zoo. So yeah, they're these they're these legendary animals that make their way through the zoo and the one that I'm excited to see is the current legendary animal Monty he is a white alligator. So I know I'm super excited to go in there and see him. That's great. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, we are in the Palm Beach Zoo, and we are with Amy, who you interviewed before. Yeah, I believe it was episode 88 of the Curve the Cube uh, podcast. I interviewed her and um, her friend, friend Amanda, and they were talking about being zookeepers. So I, when we decided we we're going to come back here, I'm like, let me get in touch with them again. And she was so great. She was available. So I'm so excited. All right, to we're supposed to find her over by the white alligator. So let's yeah. head that direction. Okay. <laughs> Amy, how are you? I am doing so great, and I'm so excited that you're back so we can talk more fun animal stuff today. <laughs> it's going to be a good time, and we couldn't have started in a better place, right, Glenn, than where are where we are. Tell everyone where we are right now. We are at the Palm Beach Zoo, which has been here for a very, very long time, as we just talked about, and we're standing right in front of a white alligator, which is just perfect for Florida. <laughs> so perfect for Florida. Actually, I mean, like... I didn't know we had white alligators, so that's... <laughs> So tell us about this very first attraction here uh, that we're, we're we're standing in front of because it's 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 an amazing spectacle. A white alligator. Where does he come from? Can I say he looks fake and plastic? By the way, you or know, milk you... chocolatey, whatever. Yeah. White chocolatey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. He actually does look like a giant piece of white chocolate, but he is real. Actually, he is moving right now. Oh, he's turning. Yep, around. he is actually oh, moving. It is slowly. A plastic alligator. <laughs> this just in, everybody. Marty is <laughs> real. <laughs> And beautiful. He is beautiful. He's handsome. We like to call him handsome. So this exhibit is super exciting. We have had a lot of construction going on lately, so I don't know if you guys know about this, but this is Marty's new home right here at the Palm Beach Zoo. How long has he been here? He has been here a while. Because I feel like it's years, right? It has been years. It's probably over 10 years. I forget that I age with time, as do the animals. (laughs) (laughs) How how many white alligators are there? Well, here's the deal. There are actually... White alligators are not normal. They actually do not survive well in their natural environment. Hence why we built this great luxury suite for him. It is a luxury suite, too. You called it a condition. What is the condition that he has? Well, he is actually a leucistic 
white alligator. So he's not albino like some people think that he is. That was going to be my guess. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. like, he doesn't have red eyes. So I don't no, get what's going yes, on. very good. <laughs> that is actually how you can tell if it's albino or leucistic. So he has beautiful, gorgeous blue eyes. So you know he's not albino. Um, but it is a, you know, a pigmentation problem that he has, which is why he is white. So if you think about it, these alligators love to go into these dark little lagoons, right? <laughs> Love your physical yeah, animation of it. She's literally imitating him right squirming <laughs> into <laughs> sacred place. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So if I was a gator and I'm going into these marshes, they're normally dark and they like to hide under things and get muck all over them. So he would stick out like a sore thumb because right. he is bright white. So when they're little babies, if they're white like that, guess what's going to happen? Uh, yeah. They're going to get gobbled up and they're probably yeah. not going to be able to sneak up on anything to gobble up themselves either. Yes. Exactly. You've got it. They are just going to gobble, 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 um, or the predators are going to gobble them up. So they're not going to survive. And the other thing in the hot Florida sun and your white alligator, what are some other issues? Sunburn. Yes. Is it really good sunburn? They can. I was just guessing. (laughs) Jinx. Okay. So yes, these animals actually do get sunburned because think about it. Their skin is super white and he has never seen the sun before. So it could definitely burn and you definitely don't want any of that going on. SP 50. Yes. Like SP 5000. (laughs) (laughs) So we have given him the best SPF that you can by creating this beautiful exhibit for him. And by doing that it makes it super awesome because we can control his environment a little bit better get this everybody hold on to your sand over there you will see marty haul out on the sand on a pretty regular basis there is a secret beneath the sand oh what's that it's heated Uh, (laughs) so he's a spoiled white alligator yes so he's got protected from the heat coming from above it's treated to the heat from down below Uh. yes it is it is like a day spa for every day this animal is alive in this exhibit it's absolutely fantastic and he also does some exercises as well our trainers go in and they teach him to go from the shallow end he will swim all the way around this tree and come all the way to the deep end so they train him to go back and forth and they train him to go through his chute so I mean this man has got it made so if you are an alligator. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and how many pounds of food does Marty eat a day? Well, that depends on the day because he doesn't eat every single day. And it also depends on the season. So you know how we change with what we eat during each season. So if it's summertime. No, I pretty much eat all the time. I, <laughs> I there's no change. Around the holidays. Yeah, I don't know no what change. you're talking about. <laughs> I have not had a lot of pumpkin bars lately. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Halloween snacks and, and treats. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they were just vegetables, right? They were yeah, just vegetables. Right. Totally. Yeah, Lots I mean, I'm great. <laughs> Well, the good thing is that if you do eat lots of broccoli, you're, you are not going to turn green. Okay. So that's good. That's good. <laughs> so I know there's so many different amazing animals at the Palm Beach Zoo. Are they, you know, but this is we're in the Florida section of it. So you guys have a Florida section to the zoo. We Let's, do. Yeah, describe what's, yeah. what you can find here. Yeah, what's unique to Florida? Okay, well, in Florida, there are... Obviously, That's a the lot train of going by or the, uh, something going by. Oh, the Ferris wheel. Okay. Carousel. <laughs> so we have some Florida Panthers over around the corner. So we have Sassy. And Is she- that one up there? We saw some one hanging out up top. Yes, on the catwalk. Yeah. And they do their little turn on the catwalk as well, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they 
They're too sexy. They're too sexy. <laughs> so yes, Sassy normally has this exhibit, and then Mr. Miko has the other exhibit. But it's really nice because they can share, like brothers and sisters share at home, right, everybody? <laughs> so they will swap exhibits. So sometimes Miko will be on this side, and then Sassy will be on the what other side. What makes a Florida panther different than another panther? Well, if you look at our two, we have a cougar. So they're from different locations. So he's out west, and she is a native girl right here to the hot weathers of Florida. So she is smaller in stature, and she has this beautiful grayish tone to her, where Miko, which is the cougar, he has more of a kind of um, like a khaki brownish color to him, and he's bigger. His head is huge. His paws are massive. I mean, he is a sight to see for sure. Wow. So how many, how many days a year is the zoo open? Is it 365? Is there a... Best time to come? Like, give our listeners some little bit of inside scoop. Sure, yeah. So our zoo is almost open 365 days. We are closed for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Well, thank you for taking time. What's the website? It is palmbeachzoo.org. Okay, so we totally had to just pull over right now for this, your... Random find. <laughs> we are driving right now from the zoo over to Manatee, Manatee Lagoon. Along the lovely, beautiful... Antique row of Route One. <laughs> I mean, there are literally antique shops on either side. That's of not just the people; least, it's everybody. Yeah, there, no, in like the a, stores. A two-block radius, I found at least eight. <laughs> but what's even crazier of a find is this random pink bunny. No, it's not just a normal pink bunny. No, guys. it's a twenty-foot-tall pink bunny. It's huge. It's the size <laughs> of the store it's next to, which I have no idea what it even is, because all my eyes went to was the pink bunny. <laughs> crazy so look at the picture on social media it's and to clarify there. it was not a strip club as best we could tell no as best we could tell it was, <laughs> it was not, not a strip the, club it was not the pink bunny club but i might send you in there to go verify <laughs> that would be interesting there's another animal sighting on route one <laughs> the giant pink bunny hi i'm jimmy buffett save the manatee club has helped protect imperiled manatees and their aquatic habitat for decades but there's still more work to be done Threats from cold weather, red tides, pollution, and boat collisions continue to take their toll on the manatees. So let's work together to safeguard the manatees and the places they call home. Be the friend they need. Visit SaveTheManatee.org. Thank you. Well, the next stop on Route 1 heading north, uh, we stopped, we just came from the zoo and then we drove, we discovered there's a lot of traffic on Route 1 heading north <laughs> on a Friday night. That's the one thing we discovered. And we are now at the Manatee Lagoon because the other animal that Florida is really known for are, is manatees. And, mm-hmm. and of course, Jimmy and I have seen manatees many times. There's little spots that all the locals know to go to find them. But if you're heading up Route 1, there's a fairly new must-see spot and it's called Manatee Lagoon. And Sarah's the manager and we're sitting in her office right now. Now we are here. The manatee. Let's be honest. We bombarded her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she was kind of to listen. Friday <laughs> afternoon. Why not? We're here, and you're doing an interview. But we're here, and the manatees are not. Uh, right. But they should be shortly. Uh, they're they haven't quite made not their like way here. I sent out an email, but nobody showed up. So, Sarah, Manatee Lagoon. What is it? It is a free center that's basically uh, devoted to manatees and to Lake Worth Lagoon, which is the the body of water right outside our front door. So, um, it, and is it, this the intercoastal? 
here? It's it's um it's Lake Worth Lagoon and okay. it's part of the intercoastal flows into it. But we had the uh, the um inlet, the Palm Beach Inlet. Like we, you can stand on our deck right outside and actually almost it's beautiful see from it. here. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Why do the manatees congregate here? And that's why your center is here because sure. you can see them when they're in season. They come because the when the when the weather is cooler and the water temperatures dip uh, below sixty eight degrees. They need to get warm and they learn from their mothers growing up as they migrate up and you know down the coastline that they can go inland to places like power plants. And the water coming out of our power plant is like 10 or 15 degrees warmer than the water that's out in the larger body of water in Lake Worth Lagoon. So they're coming here and gravitating towards this area is... A, is came after the power plant was here already wasn't or were they already finding their way here and then the power plant not necessarily (laughs) i mean they've been coming for decades because the the power plants was here from the from the 50s 1950s um as a matter of fact when we modernized the plant um we went from uh oil to natural gas we actually had to have huge heaters in the water even though the plant wasn't operating to make sure that we continue to to meet the the needs of the manatees oh is that Um, right yeah so but before power plants were in existence there are warmer springs and warmer bodies of water um, inland, believe it or not, where they can go. And there's maps where they show where these manatees, like you have no idea there's even water channels and they end up there and then they have some sort of radar that says, okay, time to turn around and go back down the channel and back down into the intercoastal or sometimes they'll even hug the coastline of the state and come down, you know, in the ocean and then they'll come into the inlet like they do here and then they, they know right where they cross the channel and come right over to our little outflow area. That's so interesting. <laughs> even, even when they're not here, there's such a sense involved of, of, of learning and it looks like there's a lot of there's a lot of information here so what is it that makes manatees so interesting and and what is it about them that's so unique they're very special sacred animals. they are they yeah are. there is a fascination with them yes yeah. they're huge yeah. um and they're mammals they don't exactly they're mammals they don't really look like much else out there they're actually their closest relative is the elephant believe it or not yeah, because um, everybody calls them sea cows, but right. you know, I, I've owned cows and they, they're a lot more yeah. active. Yeah, they than, really, yeah. Nothing. They also, they also were mistaken as like mermaids, believe it or not. Um, because I don't of know the how tails, they have the big tails. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, but, and people love them. And it's funny when we first opened, it was a very cold winter. So that wasn't this past winter. It was the previous winter. And we had, you know, hundreds of manatees here and we had thousands of people coming here and it was so exciting and everyone, but, but then last winter it was warmer. And we'd still have, you know, a couple of manatees. And I noticed that people get as excited over hundreds as they do over one. Mm. It's a special experience to see them up front. Now, manatees have, are, are, you know, we're having trouble for a long time. Right. Boats and all natural habitat and all of that, that we've heard about at the zoo with the other animals. What, are they on a rebound now? Or they, You know, um, they were recently downlisted um, from endangered to threatened. Um, which, you know, people initially were like, oh, why are they doing that? They're still, and, you know, and there's some validity to that because we want to continue to protect them. But the reality is, is that they have grown in numbers. And part of it is because of all the restrictions and, and the, and the rules of the waterways. It, it helps them. It slows down the recreational vehicles and makes people more aware. And, you know, what we try and do is, is teach people to be more aware here at the center as well. Now, obviously, when 
we see an, an animal that is just adorable and super sweet, you know, our, our human instinct sometimes is just to go, oh, look at this and get all over and touch it and want to pet right. it and feed it. But what's the reality of what, how we should act if we ever are swimming around and we do come across a manatee? What should people actually do? I think we should give them space. I, I mean, we're sort of in their world when, when we see them in the water. I mean, I think it's fun to look at them and watch them. And I know a lot of people like to give them fresh water, but you know, you might not be there next time they come back for the fresh water and they might make decisions based on that experience. Um, um, same with feeding them. You know, there, there is a lot of seagrass out there. That's what they eat. They're used to it. That's what they learn. So giving them food, lettuce, it's really, we don't recommend it. Hershey bars. Not no, good. nothing. Not good. No, no, nothing. Not a good idea. No. So don't start yeah. chucking your extra Halloween yeah. candy yeah. in there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So how much do they eat? I mean, it looks like they would eat a lot. They eat a lot. They eat yeah. all day long. I, I should know poundage wise, but they eat hundreds of pounds, I think a day. Don't quote me. Yeah. I think that's true. And what's really cool about manatees is because they're always eating, they have something called marching molars. So they're unlike us, we're born with, you know, two sets of teeth that come down. They continually make teeth. So as huh. they're chewing, like sharks, right? I don't know if I sharks, sharks, maybe, maybe they yeah, do. Yeah. Um, but they, they grind down the front teeth with the sandy, gritty stuff that they're getting when they're eating the seagrass. So as those break away, a new one marches down the molars and they're constantly making. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. We actually have the teeth here in the jaws and show people that. Yeah. So, so when is season? When can they find the manatees it, well, here? So the season starts. When does November. the email go out and the manatees know, really. actually when show, do they up? show up? Yeah. I mean, it's, November 15th. Apparently they don't read their email very often. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Through uh, March 31st. But the rule of thumb is it's got to be cold for a couple of days. Um, and it's, it's very cold, I guess. I was just talking to someone up north. It's cold, you know, and, and the, they, they feel that and they start heading down. So I think even we had that cold snap a couple of weeks How ago. How far north do they go? They Most of them stay in, in northern Florida. Right. Because um, we've seen them up in Daytona a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. But they usually, they'll go there and they'll go a little bit north. And then some adventurous ones, mostly um, mostly males, um who, who are unencumbered with calves. The troublemakers. You know, the troublemakers. Yeah, the, they go a lot further. I mean, yeah, they, they go on the Myrtle go, Beach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, I mean, they've been in New York. They've been to Maine. Really? And a lot of times what, hap- what happens is they'll go all the way up there and sometimes they'll make it back, but sometimes they'll get so far they can't get back. And yeah, that's in time for rescued. the season change. Yeah. 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 And that's when you they have issues with the cold. So you'd be safe coming to Manatee Lagoon probably December through March. I think so, yeah. but just you have to look at the temperature. Yeah. If it's not cold, they they won't need to come here to get warm. You know? What are some of the cool um, special experiences and attractions that people can have when they're here and it is manatee season? Sure. Um, well, we're open year, you know, we're open in the summer too. Mm-hmm. And um, usually there aren't as many manatees here. There are some in the area though, which we will see, but there's always some kind of fish in the outflow area. Um, and, but we offer, we have free tours. How's can, the viewing here? How's the viewing it's work? It's beautiful. Oh, it's upstairs or downstairs. Um, the upstairs, if we have a special event upstairs, we'll close the observation deck. But you still have a beautiful view downstairs. And we're right on the water. We're looking at Palm Beach. You see Peanut Island. You know, you Is it an underwater view? or No. Okay. No, no we do not have an under. We're okay. working on that. And we actually have a webcam or, excuse me, a, a manatee cam. I saw cam. the manatee cam. Yeah. Yes. So you can sort of check it out and see. You know, And the view sometimes is good depending upon what the weather is. But you can see if there are manatees in the outflow by looking there. What's the website? It is visitmanateelagoon.com. And along with the tours, we have art classes. We've got Sunday lectures by a variety of environmentalists. We have junior aqua labs. At this point, everything is free. Parking is always free and admission is always free. 
so excited that one of the listeners that we met from the Horse Radio Network, from my real job, and she is seeing us here at Manatee Lagoon. Hi, Mo. Hi. She was also our rescuer during the hurricane and gave up her office for us to use for a week. (laughs) So we really appreciate that. But it's so, it actually, you know, to set the scene a little bit, we are by the lagoon that uh, we heard about a little bit earlier. It's a beautiful day. There are the multi bazillion dollar yachts just Mm -hmm. down here, uh, closer to Palm Beach. And I'm looking at them right now going, I wonder what one of those costs to run an hour. But it is just beautiful here tonight. Because to give people uh, the idea, I mean, we're sitting, we're standing on the, the back of Manatee Lagoon faces the intercoastal and the other side of that is Palm Beach Island. So yeah, we're seeing mansions and yachts for miles. Yeah. <laughs> big ones, big mansions, big yachts. So Mo, one of the fun things we are trying to do at every adventure we do is corner somebody to ask them trivia. And you're the lucky one! <laughs> Yay! You win! I'm so excited. <laughs> and being that this is a show all about animals of Florida, yeah. I think that's what the trivia questions are about. So be ready. Are they human animals? Um, Like the Florida man that you hear in the, the news The Florida story? man is very famous, yes. but he's so elusive we couldn't even find <laughs> any good information on him. No, he's in jail. <laughs> what I understand is all true. It is all yeah, it's, true. It's always true. We, we think we couldn't find a jail along Route 1, so <laughs> this is why we're here. All right, so first question for you, Bo. Yes. What is the Stingray Shuffle? Are you familiar with the this? The Stingray term? Shuffle. Yeah. No, but I have swum with stingrays. So I'm going to say it's when they get under like the sandy, silty thing and mm-hmm. get their little flappers underneath that. So you are so close. And oh. here's the reason, because you're looking from the stingrays perspective and the stingray shuffle is actually what the humans need to do oh. so they don't step <laughs> on them. So you're walking onto the water and you kind of shuffle your feet and take instead of taking oh, actual steps yeah. and it disturbs the sand just enough and puts a vibration in there that the stingrays know to float out of your way. Oh. So yeah, they're under the sand. You can't see them. So the stingray shuffle and then you won't step on them. See, this show has interesting facts and safety tips. That's right. That's, right. That's why I love That's it. Right. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Okay, next question. When a dolphin is giving birth, what can often be seen nearby? This is a multiple choice question. Okay. A, another dolphin, male or female, assisting. B, a group of males. Be the medical community. Uh, shows is it, up. The is that the nurse? Or? It's the paramedic. <laughs> is it a nurse shark? It could be. It could be. <laughs> B, a group of males circling for protection. Hmm. Or C, a shark circling for a quick meal. Oh, no. I know. It's got morbid real fast. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean... I think the nature person in me thinks it's probably the shark, but I don't really want that to be true. And it's not true. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yay! It's not the answer. It's not the answer. The actual answer is another dolphin. There's another no, another dolphin is often seen swimming nearby, assisting the birth. Isn't that cool? That. They do have nurses and doctors. Yeah, yeah. they do. It's, what is it called in human world? A doula. A doula, it's a doula, right? It's a doula, a doula midwife. Dolphin, a little dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Greek dolphin here to assist you. <laughs> All right, next question. This is a true false question. Okay. The squirrel tree frog is Florida's largest native tree frog. Mm, squirrel tree frog. I'm going to say false. Very good. And I know you, this isn't because you, uh, I know you did listen to the last episode. However, I did. it's actually because the, the 
Animal featured in last episode's mystery sound was the barking tree frog, and that is the largest tree frog in Florida. Oh. So I guess we'll tie into the last episode there. Very nice. <laughs> okay. Go back and listen, by the way. Yeah. Episode 1A hint, and hint, 1B. Hint. All right. So part of the reason why we're exploring animals in Florida, because animals in Florida can be famous for one reason or another, and often it's because they can be very dangerous. So here's ah. a question whether or not... No, they're really all out to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> so is this true or false? Florida has about 10 varieties of stinging caterpillars. You know what? I'm going to say it's false because I think we have more than that. <laughs> well, I understand that sentiment, but it actually is true that oh, we do have 10. Right. So it, it's a little bit. Caterpillars. caterpillars. Little cute caterpillars. Yeah. God, the spiders are out to kill us. The snakes, the alligators. Everything's They're everything. all on the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> this, Not to mention the bugs we have in our houses. Yeah. Oh, speaking of bugs, I have a great oh, bug question. Bug okay, question. true or false? Mosquitoes can smell human sweat. This is a lovely question, right? Everyone's <laughs> Get in the mood to this one. Mm. Mosquitoes can smell human sweat from more than 200 feet away. Oh, I think that's true. Ah, it's actually false, nah. but the answer's not that much better. It's 100 uh, feet, which uh, is kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> they can smell us from 100 feet away. It's warm out. We're all that's sweating far. out here right now by the water. So yeah. great. great. All right, one more question. Zika virus for us. <laughs> one more fe- question for you. Since we are exploring the animals of Route 1, uh-huh. um, so we're talking about a road here. So here we go. Which is not an unusual animal crossing sign found in Florida? Here are your choices. Mm-hmm. A, do not handle flying foxes. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's something I just reach up and catch every day. Yeah, I was <laughs> going by. I'm not really. Huh. <laughs> I almost want to say that because it is Florida. And right and off the bat, you're just like. <laughs> someone would do that, for sure. <laughs> B, do not molest gators. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Skip. If you're going to molest a gator, you get it. You yeah, get what you deserve. Exactly. You're just As pick a, up the pieces later. Yeah. Somebody I, tells me Monty from Palm Beach too wouldn't appreciate well, that. Well, I, <laughs> I think as a taxpayer, we should not put those signs up because then we would have, you know, some fewer. Survival of the fittest. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Survival of the fittest. All right. No, C, land crab crossing. Mm. Or D, all of the above are legitimate animal crossing signs in Florida. Well, I've seen the gator one. Yes. And... You know, it's hard to believe someone would bother a flying fox. <laughs> but I don't think I've ever seen a flying fox, to be honest. No? No, have you? Yeah, they're super really? cute. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think you see them that often. that up. A flying fox? Yeah. you never seen it? No. Really? No, I've I mean, never you know, seen one in person, but I've seen the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like an actual like fox, right? No. It's not a red fox? Mm-mm. No? With wings? No. no. It's okay. not like a Pegasus unicorn animal. No. Okay. <laughs> That's the wrong I've show. I've all kinds of weird things. No, no. Uh, right, so I'm, I'm going to say all the above. You're right. All Yay! of the above are legitimate animal crossing signs. Right. Very good, Bo. I have no idea what your score was. I wasn't paying that much attention. Uh, I think it but was you a did two. Fail. You did great. Thank you for playing. My pleasure. We want to encourage people to follow. We post our schedules. Daytona's next. So we post our schedules, places that you can meet up with us, and we want you to come out and say hi. Yeah, be sure to go to FindingFloridaPodcast.com and check out our next adventure page. It's super easy to find. You can go to the sidebar and just hit click. Daytona Beach next. Well, we're driving along another random find we found on Route 1 was... A very particular species of Florida. Yeah, the go-kart girls. The go-kart girls. <laughs> we had to stop and look at the big yachts that are along here. By the way, there are a lot of freaking big yachts along yeah, here. Yeah, there are. <laughs> so we stopped at the port and the big yachts and these three Florida girls who came roaring over in their golf cart. We were taken completely off guard because we're standing <laughs> there trying to take a over. selfie. And you know, you have no peripheral view when you're taking a selfie. And the next thing we know, we just whoosh, these girls fly by in a golf cart. 
They're driving so fast, their food spills out. <laughs> they made the corner and all their food spilled out and the eggs went everywhere. And <laughs> Obviously, they were heading toward a yard. I mean, no, yeah. yeah, and then they turned and it was a nice little private gate. Yeah, so they yeah. were probably going on to the fancy Well, ones. they are not having eggs. <laughs> not having eggs. The eggs are done. I wish we had gotten a picture with the random girls with the broken eggs, I but know, we did not. So we didn't think of you. it, but yeah, That's it was our a random lot of fun. Fine. Random fun. Delicious fish from the cold glacial waters of the North Atlantic, shrimp fried in a secret batter, crisp bonus chicken. Take time out. Time out for the good thing. Well, we just made our way north, and one of our last stops of the day, we are at Cod and Caper Seafood. And the reason that we're stopping here on the Animals Route 1 episode is that one, they are along Route 1, and <laughs> two, is fishing is such a huge part of Florida and a uh, huge part of the what, the industry on the coast of Florida. And you guys have been around for 30 years, family-run operation. That's a long time selling fish, by the way. Tell us a little, Jessica, tell us a little bit about the family. And you're part of the family. I'm part of the family. My name is Jessica. Uh, my dad, sitting next to me here, Steve, started this company uh, 30 four, 33, 34 years ago now. Does he regret it at all or no? I think some days he does. <laughs> it depends on the day. <laughs> I think some days he does. No, um, he used to be a commercial fisherman, so it was a perfect fit for him as, you know, you progress out of the commercial fishing lifestyle. Because that's a to, tough life. It's a tough life. Yeah. You get ready to settle down and have a family and um, it was a natural progression. And was it one of those, you know, out of the trunk of the car when you first start? Was well, it a wasn't storefront? Like this, I yeah. can tell you that. Yeah, this um, is huge. No, it wasn't nothing it, like to this. Describe the store. This is one of the biggest fish markets I've seen. Well, um, yes, our store now, uh, lots and lots of square footage, uh, on-site market, retail marketplace. We are also a wholesale distributor, so we have square footage that the public never even sees. Um, that we're we're a large-scale operation here for sure. Um, but we started out very, very small, very little and, tiny seafood market. And there's such a huge variety of fish, but yeah. also you guys are also a restaurant and yeah. you guys serve, you know, serve the yeah, chefs here actually serve the food. So I'm wondering, is that normal or fish markets usually also restaurants? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> we are unique there. I mean, there are, there are some markets, especially in Florida, maybe down more towards the Keys, um, that do a model like that, but not like, not like us. Um, we are unique. And like I said, we're a wholesale distributor. So some of the variety that you see, we're, we're able to have that because of the volume of stuff that comes through these doors. Yeah. So, you know, you might see some markets with a little cafe, but I, I think, I don't think there's anything quite like this. You know, it's so around. interesting because you guys, you know, having been your father being a, a previous commercial fisherman, mm -hmm. you work with a lot of local fishermen I you saw. Do. Um, and then you also distribute out nationally and, and also locally to different mm -hmm. businesses. But that's such an interesting, you guys see the whole chain of events well, of, the full, of the fishing industry, for, yeah. like full stop, start to finish. Yeah. You know, you guys must deal with so many different types of characters and, and, and everything. <laughs> but what is the most colorful and unusual type of fish that you guys are involved with? Oh, um... I think unusual. One I of thought the she most... was going to ask Fisherman. I know. No, I, I did do. I was like, I don't. What? what? We're heading to the Juno Pier tomorrow, so that will be a You'll question we ask before You'll we go. Some. <laughs> um, I would say the most unusual that we deal with right now is probably the lionfish. It's so popular. It's really gaining some traction, and they're just so wild looking. Um, with all their fins and their spines are beautiful, but they are, as I'm sure you guys know, an invasive species. I was just um, going to ask. I could have yes. sworn I heard. I didn't even know you ate them. 
Yeah, they're, they're a little out of getting out of control. Delicious. Yeah, yeah, they are. If you go online, you can look at the map. They track them, and it's just you know where you used to see one spot. Now there's they've just so it's open it. season on lionfish. Open season, yeah. <laughs> open season. Yeah. Actually, some countries that have been the most successful at eradicating them, basically they put a bounty on them. Um, you know, you mail. It's in like the, the wild pigs here in Florida, the same exactly, way. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's probably the most unusual, and we love to promote it because it's completely sustainable. You're actually yeah. doing the environmental <laughs> <its> favor <laughs> yeah. by getting rid of it. So, what's yeah. the most popular fish in Florida that people eat? Ooh, um, what's your biggest seller? Grouper snapper. Yeah. I was yeah, I was gonna say yellowtail. A grouper is really popular too. I would say for us locally, yeah, people want to when they come here, they want to eat what you know what's from here. People can get swordfish all the way up the coast, um, but you know the snapper and some of the groupers are really unique to Florida. <laughs> what's the hardest fish that they have to catch? Like, what's the one that just really gives some fishermen some t- trouble on I, those waters out there? I think the fishermen <laughs> I have the most respect for would be the sword fishermen. The way that we do it here, they go out overnight. They go way out there in the shipping lane. Um, it's dangerous. They're out of cell range. It's dark. Um, you know, and they're out there by the And they're line cats casting those, right? Yes. That's line, Yeah, they yeah. use our keys as buoys and they use lines. Um, but it's, that's borderline, you know, it's a little dangerous. And they, and to be up there and be alert all night, that's, that's tough. Then connection. What's the most expensive thing you sell? Ooh, the most expensive thing. Outside of caviar. Yeah, um, well, we'll take that off I the mean, table. yeah, things <laughs> like the sea urchin, uni, um, you know, real unique things. I think one of the most expensive fish that we sell would be the Chilean sea bass. Um, for sure. And if you think about that and people say, Ooh, you know, it's 40 something dollars a pound. It comes from like almost down by the South pole. That's a long way. Yep. It um, had to swim a long way to get it here. Did. Yep. It did. Yeah. And, um, we buy it from a sustainable fishery. So we pay a little more than maybe somebody else, but that's important to us. I so. assume shrimp has to be a bestseller, right? I think, um, year after year, they say salmon and shrimp are the two most consumed seafoods in the United States. Now, you guys are both in this every day. You're in here every yeah. day. Do you eat seafood? We do. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> we do. weird if they didn't, don't well, you? Do. No, I can see, you know, the good people who serves ice cream all day just don't, can't eat ice cream. I both of us, our spouses are probably like, we're like, bring it home, bring it home. And we're like, eh, uh. you know, but, but we do really enjoy it. We so do enjoy this. it. So we were at the, as we mentioned, we were at the Palm Beach Zoo earlier this yeah. morning and they have a beautiful white alligator named Monty. Yes, I've seen it. Yeah, and it got me thinking, do fish markets deal in alligator meat? We have alligator meat here. Oh. We do. Um, it's funny. Sorry, that Monty. Alligator- Sorry to tell you. <laughs> I know. I think he's... I don't thinking- think Monty's pretty safe in that enclosure. where he yeah. is. Um, we do. It's uh, it's funny. The alligators are farmed. They're farmed in Louisiana, and they're actually farmed for their skin. The meat's really a byproduct. Um, it's wow. there. It's not why they're farmed at all. So, But we do. We have the alligator tail meat. It comes... Frozen and tenderized, ready to go. It's delicious. That's so interesting. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I had alligator. I think it was like ten or eleven years old. So it was, it was kind of like chicken. He was, po- yeah. Glenn was pointing out the, um, the frog's legs, which I do think taste like chicken. They do. Yeah, every kind of fish. He is I'm not a fish, fish eater. Oh, eater. No. I am the big time. You should are. be at a ranch right now for me. But <laughs> he likes the, the the beef. But um, yeah. So we were, he was like, go down the the line of the fish and tell me what, which ones you like. And I was like, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And we get to the frog's legs. He's like, would you even have you ever tried that? I'm like, I've never. But of all the things. In this in this case, for you, we're fried. It tastes like chicken. I wouldn't have known the difference if you'd put no. chicken wings or frog legs. No, like. it's like a tender version of chicken and gators too. It's like a it's a yeah, yeah. gators. It's. I'm actually going to be forcing him to eat some sushi tomorrow <laughs> for lunch. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm not seeing that going well. Well, where can people find you? 
People can find us on uh, the internet at www.cottoncapers.com. We're also on Facebook. If anyone follows Facebook, fun videos of stuff that comes through our back door, the guys filling fish, anything obscure, um, and a little bit of our personal lives, too. Well, Glenn just picked me up. We're headed out to Loggerhead on the rest of our trip, day two of our road trip along Route 1, checking in all the animals. So we're going to be stopping at Loggerhead Marine Life. Different kinds of animals need different kinds of habitats. And here in Florida, we have a variety of lands that offer a home to animals of all kinds. One of our most familiar habitats is the coastal area. Here, giant sea turtles come ashore after dark to lay their eggs on undeveloped beaches. Every summer, huge females like this loggerhead drag themselves out of the water to make their nests. Two months later, tiny young turtles dig their way out of the sand and scramble quickly down to the sea. Where we're continuing our adventures up Route 1, and we are at the Loggerhead Marine Life Center, and we're with Hannah Campbell, who's an environmental programs manager here. Hi, Hannah. Hey, guys. And this is all about turtles, which, by the way, one of my favorite animals. I actually, I actually have a turtle tattoo. A lot of my listeners don't know that. I have several tattoos, and one of them is of a turtle. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, we won't ask her what night she got that. Post gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> what motivated that? So tell us about the center. What do you guys do? So we are a small nonprofit rehabilitation center for sea turtles specifically, not just any type of turtles. We don't take any tortoises or terrapins, just sea turtles we like to specialize in. But we also touch on a lot of marine conservation topics, such as marine debris, etc. So what makes the sea turtle different than the turtle that we see every day? Well, number one, they live in the ocean. Right. So, Beside the as, obvious. As terrestrial humans. I was hoping she'd take that one. <laughs> I took the bait. Yep. Um, as terrestrial humans, you know, we don't get a lot of exposure to these animals because they are um, pretty much strictly marine animals, um, with the exception of their nesting season. When they come up to the beaches, the females will utilize the beach to um, build their nests and incubate for a matter of months until they return. And a lot of beaches in Florida have sea turtle seasons where the beaches are off limits and things, right? Yeah. So here in South Florida, our nesting season is March 1st to October 31st. So during those months, we have female sea turtles across three different species coming up on our beaches and laying their nests. And I heard that like a sea turtle can lay a ton of eggs, and but out of maybe a thousand little sea turtle babies, only like one survives to adulthood. Their odds are really against them, right? Yeah, the odds are definitely against them. And naturally, they kind of counteract that. Um, By having of- a million? Yeah, I mean, they, they lay a lot of eggs. They lay a lot of eggs. And, uh, you know, they are threatened and endangered animals, so we try and do our best to protect them. There are some anthropogenic or human-induced issues that are affecting the populations, and that's what we try and counteract. But naturally, they do lay up to 700 eggs per season per mother. And I know the babies, it's, it's a miracle of, of, of life that they find their way to the, the ocean, but some because they follow the light of the moon or something like that, and sometimes um, onshore human lights... <laughs> Man-made lights can be a distraction for them and cause a lot of confusion, right? Yeah, artificial lighting is definitely one of the big problems that we try and tackle (laughs) here in South Florida with all the coastal development. It's obviously a big a big issue here. Um, Naturally, you were right. They do follow the reflection of the moonlight off the ocean. So they are kind of programmed, so to speak, through instincts to follow the brightest light on the beach at night. And that should be the moonlight. But in a lot of cases here in South Florida, it is streetlights. I got to tell everybody, we're standing in the middle of a bunch of tanks here. (laughs) You you can probably hear them going. And we got Scary the turtle behind us. 
Scary, not as in Halloween scary. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually named after one of our keynote speakers for uh, our most recent fundraiser event um, for Blue Ambassadors in the community and also Blue Businesses. And that's Brian Scary. Oh, he just came up to say hi. Yes, he did. <laughs> and take a breath. Right on yeah. cue. Yes, that's it. He was showing off. And he's a big one. How, how, what would uh, he he's weigh? He's a sub adult loggerhead and he probably weighs about 80 pounds. I can actually check myself on yeah. that. Yeah, he weighs about 77 pounds. Wow. Wow. So that's a big turtle. And shout out to our listener named Scaries. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You'll have to visit your When do they safe. come here? What, what gets you involved to the point where they actually arrive here? So, good question. We don't actively seek out our sea turtle patients. We rely very heavily on the community and recreational boaters, recreational fishermen that are already in the community, already have their eyes and ears out there that can give us a call so we can respond in the event that they're displaying an abnormal behavior. Myself here naturally. I assume you have a full vet. Lab and all of that stuff. Here. We do, yep. yeah. We have a full uh, functional sea turtle hospital, um, much like a veterinarian hospital. You would bring your dog or cat, but obviously we're specific to sea turtles, so we have all of that on site here. As people come to visit for the day, what are the kinds of things that they're going to experience and enjoy here at Loggerhead? Well, we have and drum roll, please. <laughs> We have 37 different programs that we offer to the public throughout the year, um, and it's geared towards all ages. So whether you're a child or a senior, there's something to do on campus any day of the week. Um, besides just coming in and seeing our patients that are here under rehabilitation and just learning about why they're here and what you can do to help, there are scheduled programs such as Mommy Me Pain or Hatchling Tales for kids and infants during the week. And then on the weekends, we have eco programs that take you out on paddle boards and kayaks, give you wow. naturalist tours of the area. So really cool stuff. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today. This has been a, a fantastic, this is a great place. What else, besides just the Marine Life Center, I know it's a whole huge park yeah. uh, for Loggerhead, right? What else yeah, is around so here? Yeah, so we are actually located in a uh, Palm Beach County park. Mm-hmm. and there A is popular a, park, judging is, by trying to get parking actually, today. Yeah, it is super popular. We had some parking issues. Uh, there's also a craft fair going uh, on, on A1A, which is our beachside road here. So this weekend is especially busy, but we do have Juno Beach or Juno Dunes Natural Area, which is just north of our center. And it's a free trail with educational signage that we've actually partnered with the county to provide um, guests. And you can learn about native flora and fauna all through about a half mile stretch. Thank so, you, Hannah. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, we are here at, at the craft show which is right by loggerhead and we found douglas here of snidely wood and you do some incredible things all with animals yeah Yeah. Uh, marine wildlife is my specialty i've uh, fished and surfed all my life um uh i retired from space center kennedy space center after 31 years helping launch every space shuttle really um what what was your job wow i was a reliability corrective action engineer Uh, that sounds really important yeah (laughs) I, I basically did a lot of the investigations uh, for uh, hardware failures or uh, mishaps, accidents. And, ah, so you held some astronauts' lives in your hands, basically. And, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was an inspector the first 15 years uh, where I would go into the shuttles and um, basically watch the technicians uh, take it apart and put it all back together for the next flight, each for each flight. Now, the art that you have here is mostly wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are you doing these yourself? Yes. Um, 
I've never had an art lesson. I've never had a carving lesson. In 2004, what? I started playing with I know, wood. right? I'm looking back around. I'm like, uh, okay, never have, Wait, because I'm looking around and these things are amazing. And you know, amazing. also, engineer and art usually don't go together. No. Right, right. <laughs> well, quality. You know, I was a quality guy. My, the quality director is where I was. So I'm, I'm like anally retentive. You pay attention to detail. Uh, on detail. That's right. right. Uh, and, you know, if it isn't perfect, I don't bring it to the show. Do you try to make these really um, structurally sound? And we're looking like, them look like they actually reflect the anatomy of what you're actually making. Because I, I noticed you, like, you have a, you know, just make a, a fish. It's literally a swordfish, a snook. It's like, do you, it looks like you're taking your time I study, to make sure that each one looks like the actual I animal. I study hundreds of photographs for each uh, species that I make, each piece that I make. Uh, I've caught all of these fish at one point in my life. I make them exactly like the real thing, lifelike and life-size. How long does each one take? Uh, that all depends on the the type of wood, the hardness of the wood, the size of the fish, and the amount of detail in the finnage of the, you know, some fish have more fins than others, and most of the detail is in the fins. Um, and this uh, is all carved out of one piece or yes, not? Yes. Okay, uh, so the fins are carved out of one piece yes. or added on? Uh, two of the fins are added on. Okay, the sides. Yes, yep, the okay. side, usually the side fin and one of the pectoral fins. Wow, and how long does it take again? If we anywhere from eight hours to twenty hours, depending on. I the thought it'd be longer than that, even. Well, I've got it down. It used to be a lot longer. <laughs> you know. uh, I've I've refined the process. I've also uh, keep um, improving the different tools I use to try and make it faster, better, cheaper. Where can they find your stuff? Snidelywood Studio is located at 3905 Kings Highway in Cocoa, Florida. My phone number is area code 321-536-0754. And the website? Website is snidelywood.com, spelled S-N-I-D-E-L-Y, wood.com. You guys have to check this out. They're absolutely beautiful. They're awesome. Good job. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, guys, we have stopped at the Juno beach fishing pier and this is a quite a long pier we've run into sean who's out here with his son fishing hello sean how are you doing today fantastic thank you how are you i'm doing excellent awesome and so you were just telling us you come out here every saturday just about mm -hmm. what kind of stuff do you fish for well uh usually uh mackerel bluefish a lot of croakers sand perch and spots Okay, so that's a lot of fish I've never even heard of exactly, before. <laughs> exactly. That's what that's what's usually on the pier. They're all edible. You all edible. Them? Definitely. Yeah. This pier is even set up for it. I mean, they got the fish cleaning stations right on the pier. Definitely. Yeah. We have uh, at least uh, three uh, cleaning stations. What's your favorite part about being out here and enjoying this part of the Florida experience? Relaxation. You can't yeah. beat the can't beat the Florida uh, sun and climate and so forth. And it just relax a lot here. Um, how much time do you spend here when you come out here? Wow. <laughs> too much. I mean, he really doesn't want the too much time. I, uh, I usually... well, I the wedding ring. Is she happy about it or not? <laughs> I'm usually here from about maybe six to ten. Wow. wow. Notice he's here with his son and she is not here. So there's a reason for that. <laughs> She's kicking you out of the house. She, no, she doesn't like fishing at all. <laughs> Obviously, your son does. How old is he? Uh, he's eight years old. And he loves going it, on apparently. 25. Going on 25. <laughs> <There it is. laughs> Who has more success, you or him? Yeah. Uh, well, last week he did. He caught, I think, uh, six mackerel. Wow! About fourteen inches each. There so goes someone catching a... someone something there. Oh, there we go. And I and it's very choppy today, which I assume means Definitely. it's not going to catch as much. No, not really. It's extremely dirty. I think they released the water from uh, Lake Okeechobee, so that's why we're not catching anything right now. Uh, hey, can you tell when you come out here it's going to be a good day or not? 
Definitely. When uh, the water is slightly creamy to a certain extent, not entirely blue. If it's blue, you can fish on the tee and catch mackerel, bluefish and the like. But closer to the shoreline, a lot of whiting and croakers. What's your favorite fish to catch? When, when you favorite, catch it, you're uh, like, oh snapper. my gosh, I got one, I got one, I got one. Snapper. Yeah, is that your favorite to, to eat favorite too? To eat. All right. Definitely. Well, now you got to tell us the recipe for your snapper. <laughs> recipe. Uh, I'm Jamaican. Yeah. So what we tend to do, we uh, escaviche. It's called escaviche. We fry the fish. and Without anything on it? Plain? Just fry? Uh, with uh, seasoning from Jamaica, obviously. Black pepper, uh, different fish seasoning and the like. And then we use um, green onions, yellow onions, and so forth, ginger, as well as hot peppers. So what time are you serving this up tonight? Yeah, because... Maybe around 6 o'clock. Well, now we haven't caught anything yet, so I don't know. Yeah, actually, I did. Actually, oh, did? I did. Oh, oh, there's our invitation. There's our invitation. Well, thank you, Sean. It's been great. Thanks a lot. You can try it. I'm not going to try it. You try it. I'm not going to try it. Let's get Mikey. Yeah. He won't need it. He hates everything. All right, so we are about to give Glenn. Is it this your first taste of sushi or what? I've never had sushi. I don't like fish. I don't like any fish at all. <laughs> Welcome to never. the east coast of no Florida, seafood. baby. No seafood, nothing that comes out of the water. What is it that you're giving me? It is going to be a spicy tuna roll, ahi tuna. You're being treated to the best. <laughs> spicy okay. tuna roll, and you're going to love it. Makes me feel better. It's the best. Hey, at least I'm not forcing, like, soy sauce and wasabi on you. Actually, I was, but my friend Viv had better plans. She's like, no, no, no. Don't overdo it. So we're just going to do a piece of this roll, and it's going to be delicious, Glenn. Okay, I don't do chopsticks. Can I get out of it there? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. Use, use your fork, you lame <laughs> Do I have to take a whole piece? Yep, a whole piece. Put it all in your mouth. One shot. Thing? One shot. What's the yellow goop on the top? Doesn't matter. What is the yellow goop? It doesn't matter. There's yellow and red goop. He's going to love it. Full shot. Okay, nothing about this looks good. Full shot. You remember where the bathroom was, right? Because you just went before we got here. Oh, where's my napkin? <laughs> no, you are not spitting this I, out. I, You're I not allowed to spit it out. out. I want to be on your you, lap. You need to, okay. No. <laughs> no. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Chew, 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 chew. Chew, chew, chew. Don't you dare spit it out. I will be so mad at you. Chew, 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 chew. There's nothing good about this. Chew. Don't spit it out. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. He ate it. He ate it. High five. Okay. He ate it. That is awful. <laughs> Why does anybody eat that? I'm going to eat all the other, like, 12 pieces. <laughs> that is awful. Okay, I still don't like fish. There's well, just way too much going on there. Well, thank you for playing along. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, here we are. It is the day after our road trip up Route 1. And it is 
pouring down rain. <laughs> Thank God <laughs> it's pouring today and yes. not the last two days. Oh, it would have ruined our trip. It would have. It would have. We got lucky both of these adventures. Uh, the rain held off. Absolutely. Uh, I guess God is on our side. You know, yeah. nature is like, go do this. Talk about Florida. <laughs> we love this place. Talk about animals. <laughs> on Route 1. It was fun to see, one, to see the animals. Yeah. Two. Uh, uh, so both many animal people. good ones. I had so many. Which one was your favorite? Did you have a favorite? Uh, a white alligator. I'd never seen one before. So, yeah. I mean, that was white. Yeah. Look at somebody polished the thing. That's my favorite, too. <laughs> but if I had to get a second, I would say Rudder, the sea turtle that we, we talked. It wasn't the ever large rat that you liked so much? Okay. I talk about Florida animals, <laughs> and you had enough to say about the capybaras, and he's not technically from Florida, so we'll skip that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were larger. I like the turtles. Yeah. yeah. Turtles so are fun stuff. too. So much good stuff. And they're the people who care for them are just phenomenal people. You know, they're, it kind of reminded me of my world with the horse people yeah. who, who will do anything for the horses before they will for their kids or their families. You, you know, know, it's interesting when I listen to, you know, Horses in the Morning or whatever and listen to Jamie or listen to some of the guests, you know, you just hear them go on and on about all their knowledge and it's like they know so much stuff and it was kind of the same talking to these guys, you know, whether it's Amy at the zoo or Hannah at the at loggerhead or whoever they just know so much and they care so much they're like big old bleeding hearts for these animals and it made it a really interesting experience they really try to make it so that everyone who goes there learns something and has a really good time at the same time yeah the passion comes out absolutely more with animal people i think with almost anything ah it was so fun so fun and we met a lot of other type of animal yeah. people <laughs> some we have it on the air and some I we didn't know, I know. That is one of the things that's happened this last couple that I don't know that we were really counting on is the people we'd meet along the way. Some we yeah. record and some we don't. Yeah. But how open for the ones we walk up to, the guy on the pier yesterday, well, you walked up to him and said, hi, stuck your hand. He thought Seriously, you were collecting money. It was <laughs> as if it was a predetermined interview. We had been scheduling it for weeks. He was so on the ball and ready to just... Yeah, talk I'll do it. I'll talk about whatever son's over there fishing and they come every week. It was perfect. It was perfect. And then, you know, just all the other ones that we find along the way, all the other interviews and the people we find, that's been really cool. You know what, though? We were mad it's at ourselves. It's part of our we job. We forgot to take picture with the guy. I know. And he had Sean. fish. We could so have had Sean, with if you're fish. listening to this, please <laughs> send a picture of you and your son to J-A-I-M-E at uh, FloridaPodcastNetwork.com. We'll put it up somewhere. We feel so bad. We, like, oh, we did. We, we forgot to do it. It's like we're amateurs. We haven't been podcasting for 10 years. We don't know I should doing. know better. We'll still figure it out. <laughs> it was fun. It was, it was enjoyable to do. Uh, yeah. Something, and this was a little different than our first one, which was a really tough adventure to get one, done in one day. Yeah, it was, was a challenge. It was still tiring. I mean, let's be yeah. honest, it was going. But we took our time so, this time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and when it's clear to see that. No matter what you are into and what you're interested in, um, if you live in Florida, you can do whatever that is. And if you are an animal lover, there's so much to do down here. And we literally, we went, what, an hour and a half, two hours uh, worth of Route 1. It's, I mean, that's just barely scratching the surface. There's probably so much more to do. Yep. And we saw every car made is <laughs> sold along Route 1. <laughs> It's true. There are a lot of dealerships. <laughs> a lot of dealerships on Route 1. We weren't going to bring that to you guys as an adventure. That's <laughs> oh like, that'd be getting real expensive really quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <gasps> what? A challenge <gasps> to test drive a car in every dealership in a town. Wait a minute. Our next adventure is Daytona. Daytona. Maybe we can test drive some race cars. <gasps> I think that we might could be test it. drive Maseratis and Ooh. all kinds of stuff. Do they do a credit check? Because if they do, we're screwed. Yeah, we're totally yeah. screwed. <laughs> <laughs> we need to really play yeah. it out and be like, look, this is a network. Yeah, we're this legit. Is for a show. 
We're real. <laughs> but yeah, so our next adventure is going to be in Daytona. So we actually have, if you go to our website, look at look up our next adventure and you'll be able to see what we're trying to collect ideas about Daytona. Please tell us all of your ideas of what we can do in Daytona and really explore if you live there or if you visited. We that's going to be our next our next stop. FindingFloridaPodcast.com is where you'll find all of that. Thank you for listening. We're going to be back again. Finding Florida Podcast is also where you'll find links to all of our social media, where you'll find links to iTunes and Stitcher and all of those places where you can listen to our show. Yeah, and it's fun. As we're going on these adventures, we post a lot of interesting pics on our social media. So it's always, we bring try to bring you guys along with us as we're actually doing it too. So we post a bulk of them after the fact in the show notes, but if you want a preview, it's good to catch up on our social media. So most of the pictures on this trip, then go to findingflorida.com, click on episode 2B. Or findingfloridapodcast.com, which is the actual URL. Don't do it again, it was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Findingfloridapodcast.com. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Now here's to your next adventure. (laughs) 